0: You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.
1: The Serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at it its best.
0: You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out.
1: No more, boys
2: will be boys.
0: No more, I'll say something next time.
2: No more, why didn't she tell anyone?
0: No more, she was flirting with him.
2: No more, she's too smart to let
3: that happen.
0: No more, not my problem.
3: No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why didn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry.
2: No
0: more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful.
4: No more. We don't talk about that.
3: No more bystanding.
0: No more ignorance.
2: No more excuses. No more. No more.
0: No more.
5: WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober. Or get pulled over.
0: Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best.
4: Hey, 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 good morning. If you're resident, map of the South. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Salo right away.
2: Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to
6: make you do what I do, man. Man, what's crack-a-locking, baby? What's crack a It's time for
1: the serious side of the James Brown Show.
7: Don't try to call me no. out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch.
0: You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network.
1: Good Sunday morning to you, folks. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rao Show, which happens every Sunday morning, right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I'm the show's host, Jay Rao. We should be up and running pretty soon.
8: Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Hong Kong's protests are back. Two retail districts erupted in demonstrations today after China's government announced that it would introduce an anti-sedition law in the territory. Anna-Marie Evans reports.
4: Police used water cannon and tear gas as hundreds of demonstrators set fires and smashed traffic lights in a fast-moving protest in the districts of Wan Chai and Causeway Bay on Hong Kong Island. Protesters chanted slogans such as Stand with Hong Kong ...liberate Hong Kong and revolution of our times. And prominent activist Tam Tak-Chi was arrested for what police said was an unauthorized assembly. Last year, Hong Kong had six months of civil unrest... ...due to a controversial extradition bill that was announced and then withdrawn by the government. While the city has remained calm during the COVID-19 outbreak... ...Friday's announcement by Beijing of an anti-sedition and anti-terrorism law is likely to result in a summer of protest and violence. For NPR News, I'm Anna-Marie
8: Evans in Hong Kong. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi says the U.S. and China need to start working together to combat the coronavirus, saying today the countries stand to gain from cooperation and would lose from confrontation. He said both sides must find a way for peaceful coexistence.
7: It's come to our attention that some political forces in the U.S., Taking China US relations hostage and pushing our two countries to the brink of a new Cold War. This dangerous attempt to turn back the wheel of history will undo the fruits of decades long China US cooperation, dampen America's own development prospects, and put world stability and prosperity.
8: China's foreign minister heard there through a BBC interpreter speaking at his annual news conference on the sidelines of China's parliament. The Trump administration has accused China of cover-ups and a lack of transparency. Canada's contribution to peacekeeping efforts have reached a possible all-time low. Dan Carpenter reports at the same time, Ottawa is lobbying for seats on the UN Security Council.
2: According to U.N. figures, there were only 35 Canadian military and police officers
8: deployed on peacekeeping missions at the end of April. A peacekeeping expert says that's the smallest number since 1956. The new number is also at odds with the Liberal government's promise of up to 600 military personnel and 150 police officers as part of Canada's
2: contribution to U.N. peacekeeping. The decrease coincides with the COVID-19 pandemic
8: and the resulting drop in overseas deployments. Meanwhile, Canada is up against Norway and Ireland for one of the two non-permanent seats on the UN Security Council. Both of those countries have deployed more peacekeepers, which could undermine Canada's bid for a seat. For NPR News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk in Toronto. This is NPR. Coming up next on The Serious Side.
9: Donald Trump confirmed he does not have the coronavirus Thursday as he left the White House for a trip to Michigan, a U.S. election battleground state, for a tour of a Ford motor plant that's been revamped to make ventilators and personal protective equipment. The visit coming as the confirmed COVID-19 death toll in the U.S., is nearing 100,000.
1: You know, there are times to play golf. We all love golf. There are times to play and there are times that you can't play. And it sends the wrong signal, but he plays a lot of golf.
7: Obama ought to get off the golf course. He played more golf last year than Tiger Woods. When the motorcade left the White House
10: today, Donald Trump headed for a destination he had not seen in 76 days, a return to golf amid the pandemic. A sign of his desire to push the country to play through.
6: Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I will. It's a long way until November. We got more
2: questions. You got more okay. questions, I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black.
8: Welcome to the serious side of the J. Roll show with Kathleen Williams. Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Spree, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now, here is your host, Jay Ryle.
1: Good Sunday morning to you folks. My name is Jay Ryle. Today is May 24th, and here are the things that we'll be talking about today on this Sunday on the serious side. Almost 100K is dead. The COVID 19 death toll is estimated to hit 100,000 deaths. Within the next coming weeks. I'll tell you what, this is some serious stuff that we're dealing with here. Will this country ever return to normal? That's the question this morning. For the man that criticized President Obama for playing too much golf during his presidency, the DOTUS now decides to go back and play golf this weekend at one of his golf clubs. Not practicing social distancing or wearing a mask. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. And I'll tell you what dotas mean when the show gets started. And said ain't so, Joe, during an interview with one of the hosts of the Breakfast Club, Vice President Biden, he uh, he insinuated that you ain't black if you support Trump. Now, the Trump campaign is selling T-shirts saying you ain't black. (laughs) But here's the real question. Was he right? When he made those comments, we'll talk about that more with my esteemed panelists. Let's bring them in. First up, she is my, she is one of the, when I tell you I love this woman, she is a minister, she is an attorney, she's a nurse, doctor, she's an author, she's a radio host, anchor, she is all things. That's important to you and I Let's bring her in the very lovely Miss Kathleen Williams Good morning Kathleen How are you doing this fine Sunday morning?
4: <laughs> I feel better now After that introduction like, Well you don't wait.
1: sound good I, I hope you feel better Wow you sound kind of You
4: okay? <laughs> oh, um, I had a really rough week But thank God I oh, am wow. here And hanging out with you guys you Yeah I'm good. I'm good Thank God How are you?
6: I am doing
1: outstanding this morning, and uh, you know it's just one of those days you know you just have to you know you, you know it's like you 're a hockey player, you got to step up and bring it in and uh, do your thing, so Good I appreciate talking. you, love you so much, <laughs> and, you know people <laughs> yeah. want to hear what we have to say, so it's a beautiful thing yes, i can't indeed. wait. Wow, absolutely, thank you so much. The man who I called the educated brother, my little brother. Uh, The one and only Johnny D. Man, good morning, sir. How are you doing on this beautiful Sunday morning?
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning. I I am blessed and uh, looking forward to having an opportunity to be part of the broadcast once again. Uh, As I have always said, this is a liberating moment and opportunity. Uh, Miss Kathleen, good morning to you. well, Doctor Williams, good morning to you. I, I will, I will always give you the, the, the justice, and I think you sound wonderful. So, so Jay, maybe, may, maybe you must be having some technical difficulties, morning, because she sounds just <laughs> <Maybe. eloquent> as, <laughs> as normal, definitely. And to Miss Vanessa, who, who's probably out on, on a trip somewhere, and to Les and to Jerome, in particular, my big brother Jay. Uh, thank you all for. Uh, your prayers on last week, uh, unfortunately, my father succumbed to uh, his, his health issues mm-hmm. on Thursday, and uh, we had a home-going service for him on yesterday, but I do want to thank everyone who prayed for him and, and had us in your thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: Johnny, I, I mean, definitely, uh, you know I mean, I think I can speak for all of us here And let me bring Mr. Elias in Because I'm pretty sure he wants to share some thoughts Let's bring it a minute It's the first and last word here on the serious side so The one and only Mr. Elias is in the house as well uh, Mr. Elias, good morning, how are you,
6: sir? Good morning, good morning, good morning So, well, well hey, Hawk, man you, you have my deepest sympathies, my brother, hey, man um, no, no doubt, I know it's no a doubt well, I I know it's a rough time, my brother, and you know I know Jay knows what we're going through, man. Undoubtedly, exactly. You know, if you should need anything, brother, don't hesitate to pick up the phone and call. Uh, you just need a a, somebody to talk to, man. You know, I'm here, man, because it's it's rough, man. It is. It is rough.
2: It it, it is, and you know the thing that I, I recall less is, you know, after your mother passed, you know her desires for you to continue on. And, and Jay, after your father passed recently, you know, the thing that, that, that I, I I had a chance to speak on yesterday is, you know, my father was 75 years of age. And, and when I mentioned uh, to to him long ago about me having an opportunity to reconnect with, with my Army buddies, he was so elated. And, and you know, particularly Jay, because Jay had a chance to meet him. But, you know, yesterday when I spoke to some of some of his his friends that he had grew up with, you know, I I look at the fact that I've always equated the civil rights movement. Certainly, America isn't perfect now, but imagine for a quarter of of his life, he had to be reduced in the eyes of many as as a second class citizen and, Uh, and not be able to 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 speak freely as we have been able to speak freely so i thank god for broadcasts such as this here and i know later on we're going to talk about uh the, the breakfast show and and this and charlemagne and joe biden so i hold some commentary for that but that's why you know every every morning, man, you know, every Sunday morning, I think that you know we have an an obligation to always inform the listeners, but you know, but provide a a, a sense of understanding and knowledge and information that most have not had the liberties to be able to speak freely on. So this is really a blessing. This format is a blessing. And, and Jay and Les, I thank you all for being able to create such a venue for over 10 years, a decade of, of informed listening. And that's why we have to be, always be responsible. So, you know, again, I look forward to this, this show every Sunday morning. Uh, uh, right now, that third part of my life has been taken out, which is, which is the church. Um, you know, we're doing virtual, um, vir- virtual uh, services right now. But you know, immediately thereafter, I would always come and look forward to being able to talk on the show. So, you know, it is about responsible broadcasting. And, and Jay, I'm kind of like some of the other ones. Um, uh, it's probably time for a bigger venue, big audience. Uh, yeah. Like so I can say, the audience is great, but there's a different format out there that that this that
1: this broadcast needs to be part of. Absolutely. I agree with you on that, man. And, uh, you know, it's something that uh, we just kind of do our thing, and uh, hopefully our listeners and whoever else that may be out there may take heed to it and, you know, get it to where it has to go. I think that uh, during this pandemic, uh, you know, it changes things for a lot of people. And, you um, um, and, I, and I really and truly believe that, um, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for people to try to go down that avenue. So we'll, we'll definitely see and we'll definitely continue to do what we do because, you know, like you said, Johnny, for people to sit down and really this format is, even though it's a little easier, people can download stuff, listen to it in the car, and, you know, you can get it on iTunes and, you know, Intuned and, you know, iHeartRadio and all these different uh, uh, formats and media outlets. But, you know, just being able to, to get it. At all times I think it's a good thing Plus with the pandemic I think a lot of people now Are spending more time In their homes And you know And we're hearing At Sirius FM They're maybe having Some issues uh, Because of the fact That people are not in cars So it's like Okay people are not in cars How do they hear what they need to hear but you know just just to kind of bring it back you know online here you're right I met your pops man he was a cool guy man he treated me like I was one of his when I was there Uh, I just remember his laugh and and, uh, even though man that was back in 1987 when I came to North Carolina and and hung out with you for about a week or so
5: but
1: but your pops was cool and your mom's man I mean it was just a beautiful thing I still have a photo of your pops man (laughs) that I have here at, at the house, and uh, he was sitting there chilling, man. But 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 listen, man. It's uh, I think what we do, you know, all of us have lost a parent this year, and uh, I think what you do is you you just say thank you, God, for the opportunity to have them in your life as long as you have had them Every in day. your life, and I think that I think that gives us solace as we move forward because, like you said, I think our parents will want us to continue to do what we have to do, and. Uh, You know, it was hard for me to try to do a show after, you know, so I give you all the credit in the world. It was hard for me. I I couldn't do it. And, and, uh, but, you know, man, I, you know, man, I, you know, my love for you and and what you bring to the show and, you know, and you're you're soldiering on, man. And, And so, uh, you know, thinking about you on this Sunday, and, uh, you know, you know, I love you. Like Mr. said, man, you know, we're here. So whatever you need, no you doubt. know, just pick up no the phone doubt. or whatever the case may be. I love you to death. 347 mm-hmm. two, two. Our colleague, uh, Jerome Spree, who brings us on a need-to-know basis every week, uh, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. But until then, we hold it down. And Vanessa's off this Sunday. Like Mr. I mean, like uh, Johnny said, she could be anywhere. <laughs> You just never know where she is. So, uh, but yeah, she's enjoying retirement and we love it. So, anyway, the number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. The chat room should be open. We are monitoring all the necessary social media outlets in which we communicate with you guys every Sunday. So, without any further ado, let's get into this.
2: I tested positively toward negative, right? So, no, I tested. Uh perfectly this morning meaning meaning i tested negative
9: donald trump confirmed he does not have the coronavirus thursday as he left the white house for a trip to michigan a u.s election battleground state for a tour of a ford motor plant that's been revamped to make ventilators and personal protective equipment the visit coming as the confirmed covid19 death toll in the u.s is nearing 100,000. A new study out of Columbia University, as shared by the New York Times, estimates that lockdown delays in the U.S. even by just a week cost at least 36,000 American lives. The research, not yet peer-reviewed, Trump was asked about the study.
7: Columbia is an institution that's uh, very liberal. Uh, it's a, uh, I think it's just a political hit job, you want to know the really. truth.
9: All 50 U.S. states are now moving towards reopening, including Michigan, where Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer announced Thursday plans to ease some coronavirus restrictions on businesses and gatherings, now allowing groups of 10 people as long as they maintain physical distancing.
1: So that was the president, and so now we are approaching a milestone that no one wanted to see. We are almost at a hundred thousand deaths pertaining to the COVID nineteen virus, and those that number is a very staggering number. Just to think that we really started really paying attention to this in March. Let me start with you, Mr. Elias, as we do always every Sunday. When you hear this number, man, and when you think about, my God, a hundred thousand people uh, have lost—almost a hundred thousand people have lost their lives—and t- trust me, by the end of next week, it's going to be a hundred thousand. What are your thoughts on this, Mister
6: Elias? Um, this one kind of really hits home, man. I was—I was actually talking to my sister, my god uh, my, uh, sister, and she was the nurse. And she's disputing, but I, I think the coronavirus is what took my mother out. To be honest, I do. Honestly, wow. I do. In my heart of hearts, I believe it took my mother out because when I go to the I, when I go to the nursing home on Friday, my mother's fine, there's nothing wrong. And I go in on Saturday, and she's gasping for air. It's like she's almost. It's like she said, this is sitting on my chest. Lest I can't breathe. I feel terrible. And then she said something else that was pretty funny, but I, I can't repeat that on air. But um, it, it, I think it—I think it was that I do believe it was the coronavirus that took her out because when I when I they took her oxygen level, she went from like 95 to 70, like instantly, and she never regained. Then that was on the Saturday, Sunday she passed away. So. I, I, In my heart of hearts, I believe it's where, this is what took my mom out. I believe that. Because the lady kept saying, when we were in the hospital, it's a respiratory infection going around, and it's, it's, it's messing people up. And my mother went from from fine on Friday to losing her our, losing our life on a Sunday. So the bottom line is, yeah, this thing has been around a while. Um, and, man, look, dude. It's, it's not about saving lives anymore It's about jump-starting the economy And I get it People need to get back to work And people need to go to work But when you do it Why, why is everybody so against You know Putting masks on Or social distancing I can't understand that, man You know, when you go to Costco And all the rest of these other places These are the same people that talk about if you don't like what's going on in the NFL, right, by kneeling, you're supposed to do this, and supposed to kneel, you're supposed to do this, yeah, why are you, why, are you, why are you interrupting that? Right, this, this, is, this is the place to work. Well, this is the same thing when you go to Costco. This is somebody's place to do it. This is somebody doing this. When they want you to go into that store, this is what they want you to do. Why are people fighting against that? That's nothing against your liberty because you don't have to go into that store. If you don't want to go in that store, don't go guys. Like you don't want to follow their rules in their store that they own. Why are you trying to sue these people? You're going to lose. This is my, if you want to come and shop at my store, this is what I want you to do before you come in my store. Bottom line. It's just, to me it's ridiculous that these people do this.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're seeing some things I mean, I I just watched where people were fighting Where folks, stores are requiring people To wear masks, and people are saying, I'm in a free country I'm not wearing anything, and then you have all this Stuff going on, you know, Kathleen, a lot of people Always, one of the things you hear from people Who are out there saying that, hey, you know what We need to get back to doing what we do, which a lot of people Agree to that, but a lot of people say, you know What, it's just another strain of the flu, and you know And so in 2018, over 80,000 People died during the winter uh, From the flu, but what experts are saying is that the coronavirus is killing people 20 times more per week than the flu did. So when you, then the flu does. So when you listen to those numbers and when you start thinking about it, I know we need to get back to work. I understand all that, but we're talking about you know 80,000 versus almost 100,000, and this thing is going to keep going, going, and going. And as countries re, as and as states reopen, you know, for example. You know, uh, Georgia has seen an increase in their uh, in, in their COVID-19 uh, reporting in cases. So my question to you is, when you reflect on this number, do you honestly think that, like Mr. Elias just said, do you think that all the deaths that have happened since January are part of that number? Do you think it's being underreported? And if you had to guess, what would you think that real number would be at this point?
4: I do think it's. I think the deaths are underreported, and in addition to that, I think the number of cases is underreported. I believe the mm. number of cases is probably approximately times five, five times the actual the number that they're reporting, and therefore wow. I think the number of deaths is. I don't know. I can't give you a number for the number of deaths, but. If the number of cases is about five times, then possibly the number of deaths is about five times as well. I don't think this is like the flu. I don't think they have accurate numbers for the coronavirus. I agree 100% with Mr. Elliott that there are so many more deaths associated with COVID-19 than they are actually reporting because of the time that they started reporting this. And the time that they said that when we we decided that the coronavirus was in the United States, if we're listening to Governor Cuomo, of course, we know that it was here way before they thought that it arrived in the United States. All those three million European people came into, um, I think it was into the United States between December 31st and you know, when we started closing the um, our airports and so forth and blocking travel from Europe. Uh, so, yeah, and, and then if you listen to the experts as well, there were quite a few people that came on earlier on, they sent shut them down, who said that they need to go back to January and look at and retest every sample that they took from a person that they diagnosed with pneumonia and attribute and retest those blood samples for the coronavirus because there were a lot of people that they admitted and discharged from the hospital with a diagnosis of a pneumonia or unspecified pneumonitis and actually those people were coronavirus patients
1: Oh, did we lose Kathleen? She just cut off all of a sudden. Uh, no, I'm here.
4: Well, I, I stopped
1: talking. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so, so you, but what Kathleen, what you're saying is absolutely correct. And when you look at some of the numbers and when you look at some of the comparisons, and like Ms. Delia did say, you know, I think that th- these numbers are underreported. Johnny D., let me swing around to you because obviously, you know, Pops just passed away, and, and you know, and, I, and, and it was from complications from this thing, man, right? And so when, when you <laughs> – in that in in the lead in, it talked about how the US, right, because of its delayed response by delaying a week, according to most experts, 36,000 people died because this administration didn't move when it was supposed to move. So when you hear numbers like that, and when you think about the overall climate and the conditions, how can one continue to say that this president is doing what he needs, he's doing the right thing? How can he sit in front of a mic and fix his lips to say, I've done everything right, I have no regrets? You know, he has this banner behind him talking about transition to greatness. This guy is a carnival show So how How does President Trump Directly How is he responsible For you know Almost 100,000 people Are going to be dead by the end of next week Because of COVID-19
2: Jay let's first uh, Correct something that you said uh, you, you referred to him As, as, as president uh, Which he, is, he, he will never be he will never be considered a president to me. Uh, certainly, he holds the office, so all that I may want to wish, hope, and desire, and the faith that I have that that, that these these nightmares will, will, will turn a different come November, the reality of it is that he holds the office. But we defined president last week when we talked uh, about uh, President Obama. So um, just real and and just and in light, brother, you know, I I just had to say that. Uh, I I hope everybody understands my my, my disdain for that individual. And uh, there's no way that a divisive person, an incompetent person, should ever hold the highest office in the land with that much reverence that people give. So let's go back and let's talk about the core topic uh, in in, in which we're looking at 100,000 deaths You know, the reality of it is that we may cap that today because we're only 3,000 away. I do plan on doing a before and after show uh, comparison today. Uh, I've got the data. We've already exceeded 97,000. So with the rate of the infection that's increasing daily because of this, you know, desire to go back to work and, and, you know, not necessarily go back to work. I get it. 40 million people. If I don't have a means to feed my children, then I want to work. But, see, that's not what America is. America is about entertainment. You know, you see yesterday in, in, in Texas, uh, I think they said they had over 1,300 people trying to get into a waterfall. Yeah. You look at the beaches. Yeah. You look at Memorial Day. I looked at a a, 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 a race. uh not a NASCAR race, but one of these uh, statewide races where people were packed in there and no masks and no gloves and, and all of the food that's in the factory, you know, people want to go skating. They want to go waterboard, and They want to get in swimming pools. They want to go to the theater. They want to go out. They want to drink liquor. They want to drink beer. See, so we want to be entertained, which means that the numbers are going to increase at a rate in which we're not going to be able to even count them. So what do you think that this unlawful criminal mind of a government will do. They're going to suppress the numbers, but I would not be surprised if we don't exceed 100,000 deaths in America today simply at the at the vast rate. Now, we go back to January 21st when the young man in Washington State was supposedly the first person to have the coronavirus. Now, I'm, I, I I believe exactly what, what, what Les is saying uh, about his mother. These Clearly, the, the scientists have indicated that the COVID-19 was in America long before this irresponsible criminal, this reprobate that's in, in Washington posing posing as the president, okay, the head of this country, uh, even started to acknowledge it. So I, I, the, the reality of it is that America's foolishness and debauchery as far as the entertainment and the refusal. You know, i read an article sometime in the middle of the week or early this week here where— uh, ABC had taken a poll and the poll was conducted on May the eighth and they didn't give the demographics as to who they they, they they um they polled. But they said one in four, one in four Americans said that if it was a COVID nineteen vaccination that they wouldn't take it. So when you mentioned oh. earlier today about the eighty thousand eighty thousand individuals who died from the flu, this is the contributing to contributing factors to this. Look at America's desire to express their quote-unquote constitutional rights, but as I say every time I get a chance, where where my rights end, yours don't begin. You understand what I'm saying? Which means that you decide that you're not going to vaccinate your kids and they're going to go to school with my kids. That's against the law. And, you know, I, I, I look at this defiance where, you know, now you've got ministers and churches saying that they're going to open back up. And then you got this guy who is probably the most ungodly president holding that office yeah. that we've ever had. Now he's trying to appeal to, 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 to that base and open up, jealous, churches, yeah. open up the churches. I mean, this guy is is a clown. And, and the thing is, is that I'll say this here. To all of the ministers, whether you're black, white, Latino, Asian, Mongolian, whatever you may be, you don't tempt God. So if yeah. if you know that there is a pandemic and you know that people are getting sick, then you don't open up the church and sit back here. And you got to have a faith. No, God says don't tempt him. Don't tempt him. Yeah.
6: So we don't got, we got to set back and, right. and be
2: wise in this. We got to be wise in this right here. So I just think that that America's desire for entertainment is going to cause those numbers to increase exponentially. Uh, I think that the, the the desire for people not to to uh, take vaccination. I mean, imagine this here. May the eighth is when that article was written on a- ABC. Took the poll, so you can you can pull it up. Um, one in four Americans said that if if it was a vaccination for the COVID then they would not take the vaccination. Yeah. That's a sad testimony. That's a sad testimony. It that,
1: really is. That is a very sad testimony, Johnny, when you think about it overall, how people, the distrust that's been put out there by this president and, you know, the fear factor, you know, saying that things are not true when they are or vice versa because they're not helping him politically is we're really in a bad place, man. So you know, well said, and uh, man, I mean, just bringing the knowledge to the show every Sunday like you do. All right. So the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome spree he is here. We'll hear from him after the break. But right now, it's time for another edition of uh, something that you need. Minutes or less. Now we know that a lot of things been going on as far as governments giving people, you know, the ability to, you know, uh, uh, pay bills late and your creditors. You call them, they'll give you two months to try to get everything. So folks are trying to come together to help those who are affected by this COVID-19 virus. But the city of Houston, which is the fourth largest city in the nation has decided that it's no longer going to allow people a grace period for evictions. And evictions can start as soon as next week. It's time for this week's edition of I mean Four Minutes or
8: Less. Something Tenants to behind on their rent can be kicked out of their homes in Texas. The state has lifted its moratorium on evictions. Some Texas cities are taking additional steps to protect renters, many of whom have lost jobs because of the pandemic. Houston is not one of them. It's now the largest city in the United States where evictions can resume. Elizabeth Troval of Houston Public Media reports.
0: Before COVID-19, life was good for Houston resident Bridget Hewitt. I was a happy
2: grandma taking care of her grandchild and just going about my everyday living, doing what I do, wake up in the morning, say my prayers, drink my coffee.
0: Then coronavirus hit.
2: Everything got quiet. It's like my life stood
0: still. Hewitt talked to me over the phone from her apartment where she lives alone she used to make money babysitting her granddaughter and niece that ended with COVID-19. And her $800 disability check doesn't cover her monthly rent of $900. She says her apartment manager warned her eviction notices are on their way.
4: Nobody needs to be stressed out whether they're gonna have a place to live today and be homeless tomorrow.
2: I can't think like that right now, you know? I can't. I can't think like that. And I don't don't wanna think like that.
0: People like Hewitt are vulnerable now that the Texas Supreme Court lifted a ban on evictions this week. Attorneys who work with low-income clients are preparing for the worst. Donna Carney works for Lone Star Legal Aid, which provides free legal representation to low-income Texans. Carney expects more families on the streets in the months ahead. And we anticipate that there will be a tsunami of evictions filed. I have no doubt about it. We are going to see homelessness. Nationally, there's been a patchwork of protections in place for renters. Other statewide moratoriums are expected to expire in the coming weeks. And unemployment is through the roof. Seamus Roller is with the National Housing Law Project.
5: 40% of households under $40,000 a year in income lost a job and lost. And
0: that's just
5: staggering to sort of like, try to get your head around what that means in practice.
0: Roller says there's still a federal moratorium on evictions through late July, but that only applies to rental properties with federally backed mortgages. And that's only a third of all properties. For now, moratoriums and government assistance, like expanded unemployment benefits, have kept evictions at bay in cities like Houston. But as these protections expire, experts say a wave of evictions is on its way. And with coronavirus spreading, Roller says these evictions create a public health risk.
5: Displacing people from their housing and sending them out looking for additional housing or sending them into homelessness is a danger for all of us.
0: In Houston, so many people applied online for the city's rental assistance program that it ran out of funding in just 90 minutes. Bridget Hewitt was one of the lucky few who were able to submit an application, but she's still waiting for a final approval. If the rent money doesn't come through, she expects to be forced out of her home.
4: I pray and hope that if I do, that I'll be able to get into a shelter
7: my daughters who will open their doors to me, that they will open their home to their
0: mom. Hewitt, like many Americans, will be at the mercy of friends and family when looking for a place to live. For NPR News, I'm Elizabeth Troval in Houston.
1: 347850127239 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious five the J. Rouse show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio this best. Wow, what a sad story. Uh, all right, it's time to get to the second topic of this morning. Let's do it.
10: When the motorcade left the White House today, Donald Trump headed for a destination he had not seen in 76 days. A return to golf amid the pandemic. A sign of his desire to push the country to play through.
2: Now it's time to open it up. A never ending lockdown would invite a public health calamity.
10: The president ordered the flag above the White House to fly at half staff this weekend in honor of coronavirus victims. While he ended his longest absence from the game as president with a round at his Trump branded property in suburban Virginia. In the region, Dr. Deborah Burke says has the nation's highest rate of positive cases.
1: By the way, I wish they would tell the truth here. You know, the only reason he did that was because Democrats made that suggestion. All right, as promised, I said on the other side to break the smartest man in the world. It's in the House, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit, who brings us on a weekly basis on the need-to-know basis. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing, brother?
3: I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing good morning, Jerome. Uh, hey, good morning. All right. Well, listen, man,
1: let's get this uh, segment started with you. Uh, you know the thing that's crazy about this whole thing is the fact that this guy who criticized President Obama for playing golf, this guy is out playing golf while we just talked about how this nation is nearing 100 100- Thousand deaths Because of COVID-19 The flags are being ordered To have staff because the Democrats Told him hey you need to show Some empathy you need to show that you care About people and there are people Who will still follow this clown Until the end Of the earth which is Just mind blowing to me So what are your thoughts On this dude right Playing golf You know When people are dying And this clown Because the reports are saying That because they delayed a week It caused 36,000 people to die And I'm pretty sure Out of the 36,000 people I'm pretty sure a lot of those people didn't vote for him So people are getting caught up In collateral damage, Jerome Because we have idiots who
3: thought this fool Was legit What say you? Well, you know, I know you're going to be surprised by this Maybe not. But I'm almost glad he's playing golf. He need to go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care what he does. You're right. I he's mean, not doing anything anyway. You're right. He's not he, doing anything. He's and there. he's hurting everybody and anyway. when he starts thinking. So, technically, if they can get him to go sit down someplace, man, I ain't even mad at him.
1: <laughs> nah. uh, you know, I'm surprised, but you know what? What you're saying makes all the sense in the world because... He just needs to get out the way. I mean, the bottom line is that we know that this guy, he makes decisions. You know, so while people are dying, he's tweeting about Obama and he's talking about Jeff Sessions and he's talking bad about Fox News and Fox is not what they used to. This, I mean, he's tweeting about everything under the sun versus doing his job, Kathleen. He's just sitting there, just you know. I wonder what he does I mean, he just sits somewhere And he has a phone Which, by the way, is probably not secured If he's on Twitter and doing all this nonsense I mean, is there any way we can just forget these four years After this guy gets thrown out of office Or gets thrown out of office in November Can we just erase him from the record And say, hey, America bumped his head for four years We made a mistake We're going to clean the record
3: don't have him there. I mean, this is nonsense. Wait, you know what's, what's funny, now that you say that, is I'm interested on all the people who are going to, like, quote him or say, hey, there's a Trump doctrine that we should follow. Like, them nuts no, are please. going crazy. No, seriously, because the Mitch McConnell, those, those guys have nothing to stand on. So what are they going to do? You know, they're going to run on on being Trump's people. Or they're going to try to distance themselves. But I am telling you, I would not put it past anybody in this country to not use Trump as some of, some of the things he got right, some of they got wrong. They're going to start that nonsense as soon as he's out of there, because racist people are Don't going to have to go back to hiding a little bit better, and what they're going to do is try to push Trump agenda opposed to saying that that's what they believe. That's how racist people hide behind that um, standardization of white supremacy. You know,
1: once again, Kathleen, it's amazing to me how people follow this guy. I'm I'm just people who you think that have common sense they follow this guy. You know, so you know, I'll go back to the same. I'll go back to the same question. What do you think? I mean, how can this guy criticize President Obama for playing too much golf and look where he is this weekend, playing golf at one of his clubs? which means he's probably charging the government an outrageous amount of money for the Secret Service to rent room there. I mean, this this guy is a joke. What say you about this idiot? Just whatever you want to say, because I, I get disgusted every time I start thinking about this clown. I really do.
4: <laughs> well, so here's what I think about that. We already know going in. I, I, I think that the... It's unreasonable for us to think that we could come up with anything that made sense around what he does. So I, I also think that the best use of our life force and our energy and just to keep ourselves in a place of sanity and, um, and peace of mind is to not try to uh, place too much emphasis on his actions and behaviors other than to assume that they will be contrary to anything that we think is responsible normal consists of leadership uh, and anything integrity and anything else so I mean yes it bears witness we have to bear witness to what he's doing just to highlight the silliness of it And the skullduggery involved in his every activity, but to try and come up with anything that made any kind of sense from what the dotus, as you call him, does, uh, pulls us into the chaos of his behavior, which is his very goal, to get everybody so confused and so upset looking over here, over here, over here, I'm on the golf course, where over here, over here, over here, he is, you know, working with Houston to uh, lift the moratorium on eviction. And he's going to Michigan to try to, you know, campaign. He's, you know, the, the, what he's doing underneath the surface is really what we should be, you know, trying to battle against as opposed to him playing golf and the obvious things that he wants us to look at. This man is the master of the okie doke. and the more we follow what he puts out in the news, the more detrimental it is to our very lives and this institution that we call the United States of America, the only way that the Constitution will be promoted and that those of us Americans will have right to live the pursuit of liberty and happiness and life is for us to make sure that we are advancing the Constitution on our our benefit and our behalf. That includes exercising our right to vote to make sure that he doesn't come anywhere near the White House for this next election and to make sure that right now we are doing everything that we can to protect the citizenship of the United States of America. All of us. Everybody. So these people in Houston should not be be put out of their homes especially if the banks nationally are putting the mortgages on deferment. If that's happening, then why are they evicting these these renters? Why? Look for other renters? You know, no. And I wonder if, I I should go on. I won't. Uh, (laughs) But I I just feel like we we have to. We have to pay attention not to his, uh, you know, whatever his golf score is and how many hours he spends up there, or how he contrasted with President Obama. He's done that since the day he got into office. He did that for the eight years President Obama was in office. It's old. So at this point now, we got to say, okay, if he's doing that, then what is he really doing? What's really happening on the other side of the aisle? Because this guy will have us staring at, his, at him on a golf course while he's destroying...
1: Something critical to our lives on the other side. Mr. Elias, let me ask you a question, man. Do you think he was taking that uh, that uh, medicine he said he was taking? Do you think he was taking that with a hydro, I can't, I can't remember, was a hydrochloroform or whatever it's called? Do you think he was taking that? Or do you think he was just lying? As usual. Okay, I'll bring it to you, Johnny D, because his jelly ass is uh, dropped. So, Johnny D, do you think he was really taking that medication? Or do you think he was just saying that just to, once again, shine a, you know, a bright light in this corner to get people to look at something else? Do you think that guy honestly was taking that uh, medication?
2: No, I, I don't. Uh, I, I, I think that whatever investment, either him or one of those, those uh, uh one of those children of his yeah. has or some business. Yeah, I, I didn't want to really call him that right there, but I guess that's the appropriate term. Uh, yeah, whatever <laughs> investment they have financially in order to gain—that uh, that was that was ultimately his goal. I don't think that anyone in, in 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 the White House that surrounded him would would allow him to do so. Uh, at some point, someone will come out and say, "Well, the president was just." Was just talking or, or, or what have you? Uh, that will be that terminology. But no, I don't think that he was doing that. Uh, as far as taking that that medication, I think it was probably a, more of a, of a sales pitch uh, for him and some of his his cronies. Um, but but I do want to say this here, Jay, and I and I'll be light in my commentary in regards to him playing golf because it's it's really. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's it's just simply who who this individual is, but I do want to applaud the Attorney General in Michigan. Uh, and if you think about what the Attorney General Dana Nessel said, you know, she referred to this guy as a petulant child. And you know, the British media used this. This was the first group that I remember hearing it uh, when uh, Meghan Markle. I was going to get married uh, to uh, I forget the, uh, the, the the young British uh, prince, Harry. Prince, Harry. Um, yeah, prince Harry. Yeah, Prince Harry. And I remember hearing that terminology uh, at that point in time. You know, as far as a petulant child, and it described him perfectly. At that time, I didn't know what it meant, but it described him perfectly. I think that her articulation of how he just is determined, he's just not going to follow the rules like, you know, I take my ball and go home type of mentality. That's who this guy is. So the mere fact that he's made a mockery uh, of himself with all the golf that he did prior to the COVID-19 outbreak, uh, do I think that, that, that people deserve an opportunity to have a recreation, relaxation, and rest? Yes. But on the brink of 40 million people in America followed unemployment, and nearly 100,000 deaths with the COVID-19, there's no time for you to rest and relax. You know, if if this is a weekend where we mark in America the symbolism of of the summer, and and we pay homage to those veterans who have lost their lives, then let's let's kind of center this right here. Let's talk about. Uh, there the nearly were well, the 1,000 veterans who've lost their lives to COVID-related matters. Let's talk about the 30-some workers in these VA hospitals that have lost their lives. And let's talk about the 12,000 veterans who currently suffer from the COVID-19 virus. So if if you want to do something, then you rally around doing something for those who we are memorializing this weekend, but then also, also you keep your business on the work because this isn't the time to play. You know. Now I will say this right here to 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 the listeners, and and I certainly you know advocate that you get out and do whatever you can to make sure that if if this if this retrograde retrograde and this criminal has such disregard for those who are unemployed, then let's do our best to make him unemployed in November.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Mr. Elias, man, let me give you the last word on this, man. Uh, When we think about this president, how he criticized President Obama, and, you know, one of the lies he told during the campaign was, he said, oh, he says, I would never go out and play. Who would want to? I would just stay locked up in the White House. Well, you remember (laughs) the first few uh, months of his presidency, he was never really in the White House. He was always in New York. He's played much more golf than President Obama played during his whole eight-year tenure. I mean, once again, man, why do you think people, and, and I'm being honest about this, why do you think people fall for this guy, man? I mean, I call him the greatest con man of all time. He has conned his way to the highest office in the world, and people still follow him. I mean, how can you look at this guy and the things he says and the things that he do? And think that he's a competent president, but there are people that will throw on that "Make America Great Again" hat and run around here like idiots supporting this fool. Hey, what's the last word on this before we go to break, man? Well,
6: you know something. I, I just, I, you know, there's nothing this president can do that they're going to criticize him for. You know, I argue with people on Facebook. I argue. I'm in, I'm in the chat room arguing with Easy's dumbass right now about Trump. But it, it, it's, it's not worth my time anymore. I'm done arguing with these people because they don't get it. No matter what this guy does, no matter how he does it, when he does it, whatever he does, they're not going to say he did anything wrong. He, like you he said, he could sit out in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not and not lose a vote. And he's 100% right. They could, no matter what he does, they're going to back him. It, it, you know, and. uh it, 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 it's just a damn shame, you know, that you know you don't have enough common sense to know that this guy is is, is killing this country, you know, and it, and and he's and he's not doing anything that's going to help him So, what can you what can you do? Nothing. You can just vote him out of office. So I, you know, I'm even tired of talking about this cat because he's. Not worth my energy anymore. Like Kathleen said, it, it's draining on your energy. So why would why would I even why would I even talk about it? I mean, I'm done talking about it. I don't even argue with people no more. I'm done arguing with you. you got your opinion, I got mine. I think this guy is a complete idiot. I think he's a moron. and He's running this country into the ground. And I'm just gonna vote him out of office and do everything I can to help vote him
0: out of office.
1: Wow. And on that moment, uh, that being said, that's a drop the mic moment. We'll be right back after this. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of The Serious Side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's The Serious Side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
9: Why would you bully me?
2: Why would you bully me?
4: Why would you bully me?
2: Because it makes you feel cool? Because I'm different?
0: Do I touch a nerve? Does making me feel bad make you feel good? Why? 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 Bullying hurts. Bullying abuses.
4: Bullying kills. Why would you
0: bully me? and free. No fees, no hassle. serious side. If you are just joining us, here's what you have missed so far.
9: Donald Trump confirmed he does not have the coronavirus Thursday as he left the White House for a trip to Michigan, a U.S. election battleground state, for a tour of a Ford motor plant that's been revamped to make ventilators and personal protective equipment. The visit coming as the confirmed COVID-19 death toll in the U.S., is nearing 100,000.
7: right you know there are times to play golf we all love golf there are times
1: to play and there are times that you can't play and it sends the wrong signal but he plays a lot of golf
7: obama ought to get off the golf course he played more golf last year than tiger
10: woods when the motorcade left the white house today donald trump headed for a destination he had not seen in 76 days a return to golf amid the pandemic a sign of his desire to push the country to play through.
1: Welcome back in 347 850 1272. It's uh, the top of the hour. This beautiful day, Memorial Day weekend, uh, salutes to all the veterans who lost their lives and gave their lives for this country in order for us to be free. We thank you for your service. And- you know, Johnny D, to you and and all the vets and all our buddies. Just want to thank you for doing what you for putting the uniform on. The number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. And uh, welcome back into the serious side. Third and final set coming up. But as always, we want to say hello to our peeps and say hello to the folks who are listening. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Good
4: morning, everybody.
1: To uh, my little brother, uh once again, man, nothing but love for you, condolences. Um but like you said, man, possibly good life. Let's say good morning to the very uh my main man, Mr. Johnny yeah. B in the place to be man. Good morning, brother. How you
2: doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning,
1: good morning. to everyone. Uh, like just a just a great day. Great day. Yeah, it's a day. It's a day that the Lord has made. The man who I call the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome is freezing house. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing?
3: Hey, I'm good, man. How you
1: doing? Doing outstanding. And the man who really runs everything around here, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. And how are you doing on this beautiful Sunday?
7: Good
6: morning. Good morning, everyone. And Mariana Music, that was Gordon Chambers still blessing me.
1: Yeah, I love that song, man. Good selection, Mr. Elias. Can we say hello to some people in the chat? I think you already told us one person that's
6: in there. <laughs> one else that's in all the chat had. room this
1: morning, Mr. Elias.
6: That's it. That's it. So you know all right, right well, let me say good morning, the morning to the folks. Chatterbox. Okay. There's going to be no Chatterbox oh. for me. Well, <laughs> you know that. All right, all right the past is the, <laughs>
1: the in the house. Good morning, pass. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, Leon is in the house. What's up, Leon from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I don't Never, ever remember seeing that on the show Well, thank you for listening, how you doing? Cheryl from Vegas is in the house How you doing? Paul from Montana Ooh, Montana's in the house Ooh, boy, look at that Those are red states, aren't they? What's going on here? Alright, what's going on to Sydney? How you doing, Sydney, California? That's the blue state, Hello, Sydney, how you doing? Uh, who is this? Uh, Denetria? Did I say that correctly? From New York, how you doing? And, uh... Oh boy, I can't mess that up. How you doing? <laughs> and everybody else is listening. How y'all doing? Three four seven eight five oh. One two seven two is the call in number, three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. It is the call number on a beautiful Sunday. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for allowing us in your homes or wherever you may be listening to the show. It's always a beautiful thing we have you guys in the house. We love it, we love it, we love it, we love it. All right, this past week, uh, wow, I didn't even load it in. Wow, look at this. It's not in here. All right, so anyway, third finals topic of the morning. Obviously, everyone has heard the clip from Joe Biden. Uh, he was on The Breakfast Club, which, what's this guy's name? Charlemagne the guy, I hate even saying that name. I really do, and I have some comments about that guy a little later on in the show. But he made some comments uh, while he was on the show, and he talked about how if you ain't black, if you support Trump, you ain't black. And so now this has caused an uproar with some people, and there are some black leaders out there who are saying, you know, he shouldn't have done this, he was too cavalier with this, blah, 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 blah. And so now my question is, will this be a situation where we're going to look at this particular moment in history and say this is what's going to cost the Democrats the election in the fall, in November. So let me, uh, let me, and let me go to you, uh, Jerome. Let, let, me start off, well, let me start with you, uh, Kathleen. Uh, no, actually, let's start with you, Kathleen. Let's start with you uh, while I try to get this uh, clip loaded in here. Go ahead. Alright, So now what do you think about this? Is this a whole lot to do about nothing? And here's my question. This is what I asked at the top of the show. But here's the real question. Was he right? When he said this, you know, every week we talk about how, how how much of an idiot this guy is. So, you know, yeah, Joe Biden said something and maybe he shouldn't have said, it, or maybe he wasn't the right front person to make these comments. But let's talk about the basis of his comments. Was he really right when he made those comments? Kathleen, what say you in regards to to this whole thing with Joe Biden? I don't, uh, I, I
4: don't agree with anybody. Regardless of their racial, et- what's some music somewhere? Um, hold on. I think it's, okay. I think it was me. Okay, I don't know, agree. I I do not support Donald Trump. We all know that. I don't think right. anybody should. I really don't. anybody. I don't care what their racial ethnicity is. But I recall being on this show a couple weeks ago and mentioning something about uh, Biden running his pick for my president and one of the listeners wrote back as a black woman you should not think that. Now I don't know whether that person was black or white but I really don't believe that anybody has the right to tell me what I should think because of my race. Mm. That to me is just as prejudicial as anything else. I have a mind I have, and I can use it and think whatever I choose to think. Right now, yes, as a community, we think about things that are beneficial for our community. But dare anyone come in and tell us that we have to think that way? So I think that Mr. Biden is just, uh, uh, he is terribly wrong. And as, um, you know, coming in with that attitude to say that he can determine what a black person should think and also then discredit the minds of black people whether they should be like you know i don't think anybody should be for trump right but this for the, right. the supremacy of it for him to say or that the attitude that he thinks that he can come in and say you ain't black like he can he can make that decision right is <laughs> I don't want to use this example But this analogy But here is another analogy There are uh, Those of us in the black community That say okay well we can use the N word As affectionately If we choose to I don't believe that But there, but you right. better not come in here and say that Right If I want right. to call her big mama I can call her big mama But don't try to speak to me from a national pulpit Or a national platform And turn around And say that the only way that you can Communicate with me Is by using the term big mama Right, don't play me small Don't play me stupid And don't play me It's subject to you that I need to ask you What my identity is Or that you can choose what my identity is Based on what my beliefs are No, no, no Mr. Biden, That won't flow
1: Wow Sounds like Kathleen is not a fan right now. That's that's big. But now listen, if, if just in case you're tuning in, if you've been living under a rock for the past week, you know, the comments has kind of got the uh, vice president in a little bit of trouble.
6: Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions.
2: You got more oh, questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black.
6: It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see Take you. Take a look at co- my
8: record, man. I extended the voting rack 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The war- I mean, come on. Take a look at the record.
6: Now, I've been critical of you. Um, I, I have a few things I want to talk to you about. Today. I know you
2: have. Yeah. You don't know me.
6: No, I don't. That's why I want to get to know you today. I want to get to know you today.
1: You know, here's one of those moments that, you know, Jerome, the first person I thought of when I heard all this stuff was you. And I said, I can't wait to hear what Jerome has to say about this. What are your thoughts on this whole thing, man?
3: Well, I, I, think, it's, I think it's blown out of proportion for one. Um, two, I would not, under no circumstances, let Joe Biden do um, that show. I mean, it's like a black Howard Stern. Right? Everybody don't have balance like that. Yeah. that he refused
1: it. remember he refused it originally. he refused to go oh, he on originally, have, and
3: then you know
1: yeah, he
3: should' have never done it, but here here's the problem when you do campaigns and you have black people around you. black people yeah. tend, tendency is to say, hey, go on there and show people that you can relate to black folks. but the problem with that is that white folks don't and I don't care how many black friends you have. They don't understand idiosyncrasies in black people and culture, right? It ain't for Charlemagne to know that. That's not what he does. You know, he's entertainment, social, right? You don't bring political talk into that. And I know some people are going to disagree and say, hey, you can't, you know, candidates need to go to black outlets and whatever. Charlemagne is not black media. And they need to stop that nonsense, right? So Tom Joyner was almost crossing the line of that because that was still entertainment. But once Obama went in there, because Obama's black So when Obama goes to those outlets They're like, yo, this this is kind of cool Hillary tries her hand at it And it's like, what are you talking about? Right? It's like, I, I remember first coming Jay, uh, one of the other shows on Jay's network And someone said something to me about Or Jay asked about uh, Me looking at the first lady If I was doing a campaign Like, you know, me looking at her Right, Jay? And I was like, my my response to that is that that is crazy to ask somebody in their profession. Like, we can play around with a lot of stuff, but you do not play around with that. You can't play around with politics when you talk about serious issues of asking um, questions or even playing with black culture because we like people to have a sense of humor. We can relate. And I could have easily just brushed that off opposed to, uh, opposed to saying I'm not, I'm not ever answering that. The, the problem is, is that white folks cannot translate black culture, right? So if I yeah. say something like, all black people put Clorox in their dishwater. That ain't something white folks do. Black people lose Clorox anyway, right? We, we put bleach in dishwater. Well, that's a cultural thing. So if you black and you don't do it, don't come to me like, not all black people. I want to hear that mess. So what happened is that Joe Biden has black people around him. You have probably heard black people say that. You ain't black, you ain't... That's a black conversation. Black people do it. White folks need to not repeat what they hear black people say. You are not that cool with black people, and black people need to stop doing that around white folks. So I have a really quick story about this. I was doing a candidate who was a Republican and a female, white female, running for office. I was coincidentally in Houston. I come back, and um, the candidate says to me, the black folks that are in their party are telling her when she goes to black churches she needs to have a hat on and some gloves and I was like have you lost your mind right they wanted her to have a big hat, a church hat on she was like I'm not doing that and I said no you should not do that black people can mislead you on what and they were helping they were trying to help her that whole interpretation stuff is her mocking black people where the other black people were where her friends were saying you should do it that's what we wear at the church. You should wear that. So you can see how that can go wrong. So I don't blame Joe Biden for none of that stuff, although I can blame him for a lot of other stuff. The the point is, is that your campaign sometimes will get a little comfortable. In that interview, that was the last question that they asked. That, that's a, that was at the end of the interview, and he was joking around, and he said that because he heard that. And now it's a whole new story, and everybody, major media with black people on it are talking about this now. It'll die down, but it's just stupid, and um, we need to stop focusing on it.
1: You know, Jerome, you said something I thought was interesting at the beginning of your comments, and I'm going to interject here because this guy, Charlemagne the guy, let me tell you something. I don't know if it's it's hate or whatever. I don't... Man, this guy, he's a joke. I mean, I don't know what... Who made this guy the ambassador for black people? I want to talk about our people. Oh, wait a minute. You mean the people that you were selling drugs to before you got thrown in jail three times? Man, get out of here with this nonsense. You know, this
5: guy... Oh, my God. Wendy Williams type.
1: It makes my blood boils. It makes my blood boils, Jerome. This guy... And you know, everybody, every white candidate wants to go to the breakfast club because they think all black people listen to hip-hop and, and we listen to that nonsense. How about going to other radio stations across the country? They're, these people don't speak for us.
3: Right. They're but, not our designated, but our designated place. Huh? It's the Obama effect. It is definitely Obama effect because Obama can relate and, tra- and, and um, can translate Get a lot of, of that. Here. Everybody else thought I'm that they could go ahead and do it. But they, you should not be talking. You should not be going on radio shows like that. You know, no so way. If you want to send arrogant on there, send, send somebody. Fine. But I, I've, I've done that before, too, that in running campaigns that I would send people to black radio stations. But I, I can tell you this. There are some white folks that I would not send because I know whatever their good intentions are, they don't translate well. It's like, no, you can't do that. It's like shaking hands and kissing babies. Some politicians can't be around little kids. Little kids will start crying and looking crazy at you. You don't have that, right? You can't just go randomly pick up somebody's child. That child feels energy, and if that ain't who you are, that child's going to start screaming. That's a bad look. So you can't do what everybody else people. does, and this is not a shun uh, on, uh, to black people. So we need to get that part oh. straight. Because every time we, we say stuff like this, Jay, people think that we're, we're saying that we're hiding somebody from black people. We know who we're talking about. You don't go to every black person because every black person doesn't represent all black people. Like I don't.
7: Yeah.
3: Right?
1: It's so, a joke, man. See, it's, it's a joke. I mean, Charlemagne, the God. There's only one God, and it's not you. And what have you done for black people? Besides get on the radio and talk nonsense nice. This guy has a golden statue of himself behind I mean this is Oh but my Andy god he, has,
3: I don't know if it's huh? Wendy Wingham's like, former sidekick Like that puts him in the class yeah, I, Doesn't even mean that he shouldn't <laughs> be talking to people seriously at all I've Ugh, seen enough god, interviews is. with him I don't disrespect him for what he does though Much respect hey, to his. Whatever, whatever area he's in But he should, he needs to well, take oh, serious man. People's business I think we make a mistake as black people Especially when we ask athletes or or entertainers things that have to do with overall political or I mean some athletes are yeah. very Eton Thomas one of I mean I follow Eton I know he went to Syracuse University and played for the for the Wizards and all of that that do the sharp but not all athletes should be making decisions Michael Jordan can't make no decisions on on the state of black people that ain't where his head is. Right? Yeah. And so, Stay in your we, lane. Stay in your lane. Jeez. Yeah, we should. We yeah, should. keep it entertainment. Yeah, if it's entertainment, be entertainment. Joe. Not politics entertainment yeah. or nothing serious. Joe,
1: science entertainment. People take
3: this guy serious. Uh,
1: yep. I mean, he just gets under my skin, man. He he does. He he, you know, he, you know, he walks around like he's some peak. Oh God, don't get me started. Johnny let me let me let me go to you, man. You know, is this a situation where you know once again, and I think Jerome covered this in his response, but is this a situation where white folks that are so close to black people they get comfortable? I remember growing up, man. We had a white guy that young white kid that grew up with us. And, you know, when you're young, you use the N-word. Oh, you know, boo-boo, this, boo-boo, that. He was using it. We didn't care. We all grew up together. We didn't realize that that was the wrong answer until we went to another neighborhood, and he got his skull kicked in for using that same term. So is this a situation where where white folks, you know, they get too comfortable, they think they've been around you, and, you know, I'm one of y'all when you're not really one of us. That whole thing with Bill Clinton being the first black president – No, he wasn't. He was a white guy that hung around black people and tried to act like he was cool. So is this a situation where, once again, like the vice president said, look, I got cavalier. I was, you know, got too comfortable. I shouldn't have done it. What say you about this whole
2: controversy? Well, I I will echo your your commentaries in regards to. That, that Charlemagne character and that's that's basically what it is. It's it's a character. And that venue is was certainly not one that uh served Joe Biden well. I think what, what typically happens is uh and I've I've got a, a chronology in which I wanna try to cover. So Jay I'm 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 gonna answer your question. Um that 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 venue, that forum, you know, sometimes what ends up happening is that that you know we we allow we allow our caucasian brethren to become comfortable and we anoint them you know it's it's just like as, as well as our, our our caucasian sisters you know i remember growing up and you know uh, there, there might be a a, a a caucasian female and you know everybody would say well you know what she acts you know she acts black what's acting black okay so i yep. think what what translated in this conversation with Joe Biden is did you see how casual he was with it. So, yeah, when he says Cavalier, it was almost a disregard for a black media forum. Now, even though I don't look at, you know, The Breakfast Show as a legitimate forum, clearly, he felt comfortable enough. Would would he have done that on Face the Nation? Not. Would he have done that type of interview on 60 Minutes? Not. So, it's almost like sometimes we allow them an opportunity to become so comfortable in regards to you know our association yeah well you know she 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 black that's my black friend and then of course you can always tell because they got this this little this little pop in their mouth and their tone and stuff and and I remember coming up and I'd be like okay who's that 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 that, that trash right there you know so sometimes we, we we allow them that opportunity to feel too comfortable and I just think that Joe Biden felt real comfortable because even after he made the comment did you see how little regard that he gave for the legitimacy of the interview I felt now let's talk about our our our, our African our self appointed African American leaders who have tried to downplay this here no he gets no pass okay he gets no pass if he's going to be presidential and then he needs to step back and act accordingly on every outcome, every given occasion. For 70-some years, we've been saying, well, that's who Joe Biden is, okay? At some point, if Joe Biden wants to go to that next level, see, he's been tutored by the best. He's been tutored by President Obama, which means that he still shouldn't be making these gaffles out there in the public. And if that's who he is, then we need to hold him accountable come November. Now, the Democratic Party, we know that it's, the Democratic Party has always taken the African-American vote for granted. So I, I would hope that this wouldn't be a blatant case and a blatant disregard that, you know what, I know that the blacks are going to come and vote. Hillary Clinton thought the same thing, and of course, we, we did not turn out the vote. And and between that and the Hispanic and Latinos who 30% voted for this reprobate and then the the, the Caucasian women who were so offended who went behind the curtain and voted for him as well, then, of course, this is why we have what we have. Um, But i I listened to some of the comments that, 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 that this Charlemagne character made after the fact, and I certainly invite some of the listeners who may know him. Uh, definitely, Jay, I, I'm, I'm going to do something that I don't have the liberty to do, but I don't think that based off your comments you have any issue. If he has problems problem with, with, with legitimacy and legitimizing himself, then maybe he needs to come on a serious side show and, 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 and talk facts and figures. Now, he made a comment about the Joe Biden that he is familiar with is the one who came up with the 94 crime deal, the 86 crack deal, and the 84 mandatory minimum. You know let's not get caught up in this right here you know me me having a discipline in the law enforcement I understand victimization and oftentimes what happens is that we discount the victim so you know I I get tired of hearing people talking about well we don't have no planes and we don't bring the drugs over and all the foolishness that that you hear every single day yet there's people in communities that suffering so for, for this character, Charlemagne, to sit back and say, okay, this is the Joe Biden I know. Like I said, who who, who, who anointed him the ambassador to go out and talk about issues about black people? I mean, his show is, is, is comical. They're, they're, they're degrading. Uh, it, it, to me, it doesn't legitimize the true issues of, of what's relevant in the black community. So now, now we're going to be left. We're going to be left to see this guy on every venue, on every market up here trying to voice our opinion. And before long, you know, you're going to have all of America thinking that we're ignorant too. So I don't think that he should be a spokesperson. So I don't know if I'm more disappointed about the comment that was made or the fact that this guy is going to be paraded around news media for the next month and a half or as long as he can draw attention to himself. To profitize and do some other things, you know, I don't know which one I'm more disappointed in, to be quite honest with you. But like I said, he gets no pass, meaning Joe Biden, and he needs to pick his chin up and step back and start doing the right thing. Like I say, we got political capital as the African American community this time, all right, and we must we must validate our 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 position and validate our situation before we go to the polls, okay. So we're going to get something out of the deal. We just don't need this Charlemagne character to be out there one as a spokesperson.
1: Guys, a clown, man. Miss he has some clothes just set out, man. You know what was so funny? And I, can't, you know, here's the thing that's crazy. I wanted to provide us some comedy relief this morning by um, by playing something that uh, Mike Pence said immediately after Biden's comments. And apparently, no one gives a damn about what Mike Pence said. I could not find his comments anywhere. I spent an hour looking for him. I couldn't find what he said. But let me paraphrase some of the things he talked about. How he was he was just He was so shaken by it. You know, he had no words. And, and, you know, Joe Biden is desperate. Uh, You know, this just shows their desperation to try to, you know, make up the fact that President Trump is making inroads with black voters. And, you know, it's just shameful. I mean, I almost choked when I heard this. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? It was comical. I wanted to provide us some comical. Because if you go back and listen to his comments, and I'm like, what? I mean, I I would have played it. And then as soon as we came back on the air, everybody would have bust out in a big laugh. Are you kidding me? A guy that has 3% black support, a guy who, let's go back to the Central Park 5, a guy whose family didn't want black people to rent from him, a guy whose own uh, African-American, you know, his little girl, uh, what was her name? Elmarosa? Uh, she said he was a racist. And and, and for them to sit here and and fix their lips to say this is beyond comical. It's like they think we live in the age of newspaper and we live in caves. All you have to do is go on YouTube and type in what he said about Charlottesville. I mean, man, you got the last word on this, man. This is unbelievable. It closes out on the mistelias. Jesus Christ. Well, I... I have
6: to agree with my my, uh, my colleagues Jay when I, when I don't give Joe Biden a pass either You know, will I vote for him? Yes, I will because, hey man, look I don't want this clown back in office He's he's destroying our country And I can see that plain and simple But Joe Biden does not get a pass He, he needs to watch his words carefully He needs to stop uh, Precating to whatever audience he is Just see who he is Just talk and say who you are And this is what I come up with you know, and 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 people are, people will, will, will gravitate towards you instead of you saying, well, you know, you ain't you ain't black. Uh, if you ain't, you know, you, you ain't black, you don't vote for me. Come on, man, stop, stop the madness, and and just 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 run your campaign, run your race, man. Run your race and do what you're supposed to do, not not anything else, man. Because this right now it, it makes you look bad, it looks bad, but it's still not bad enough from what Trump is doing. So I'm going to vote for you, but man, look, stop. <laughs>
1: wow. Uh, I tell you what, the comments are coming in on Chatterbox. <laughs> it's going to be, I'm going to read some of them, some of them are not. I'm trying to pull them all together now because people really, really, truly have a lot to say about this. But we're going to do something that we normally, well, we usually do it earlier in the show, and we're going to do it like right now. it's time for... Actually, it's not time for it, but we're going to do it after the break, right? So after the break is when I ask my, co- my colleagues a, a question, and they have 90 seconds on the other side to give their comments. And so today's question is this. Now that all this stuff has come up and all the controversy around uh, you ain't black comments by the former VP, does this make it where Joe Biden has to automatically pick Black woman to be his VP Because before, you know, you're hearing about Amy Klobuchar, you're hearing about Elizabeth Warren And some other people, the governor in, in, In Wisconsin, but now After the events of the last four or five Days, does he have To pick a black female To be his vice presidential Pressure or, or running mate. Alright, we're gonna step out. Break time. We'll get to after the break chatter box and on the need to know basis. All that's coming up next. You're still listening to the serious side, I hope, and uh, we'll be right back after this.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Up Equity. Up Equity is an Austin based mortgage company that puts their money where their mouth is. If UPEquity can't get your mortgage closed on time, they will step in and purchase the home with their cash. Learn more at UPEquity.com.
8: Thailand is reporting no new coronavirus cases and no deaths for the fourth time this month. Michael Sullivan reports. Thailand was the first country outside China to report a coronavirus case back in January, the number one foreign destination for Chinese tourists. Since then, there have been just 3,040 confirmed cases and 56 deaths reported. On Saturday, there were just three new cases and none on Sunday. Deaths have been reported for more than two weeks as Thailand continues to ease its lockdown. The government plans to relax restrictions even more by the end of the month if the number of cases continues to drop though the state of emergency is likely to be extended until the end of June. International passenger flights have also been banned until at least July. For NPR News, I'm Michael Sullivan in Chiang Rai, Thailand. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is making history today. He is to be in court in Jerusalem to face corruption charges in the first criminal trial ever against a sitting Israeli leader. Netanyahu was indicted in November on bribery, fraud, and breach of trust charges He is accused of improperly accepting gifts and offering favors in exchange for favorable media coverage. Western Australia preparing for what's being called the worst storm to hit the region in 10 years. Officials say heavy rain, strong winds, and storm surges are expected across the entire coast as the remnants of a tropical storm combined with a cold front. Emergency officials are warning people not to go out on the water through tomorrow. I'm Jyle Snyder, NPR News.
1: All right, welcome back three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. It's time for after the break where I ask my clients or my friends or my family, when I say clients, where I get clients from, my friends, my family, a question before the break, and they get the break to think about their response, and we get their comments and their answers. They have 90 seconds. And so that being said, the question was after the events of last week. Is it an automatic given that uh, Joe Biden's going to select a black woman to be his VP running mate? Kathleen, you're on the clock. What say you? Oh,
4: boy. You had to come to me first. Uh,
1: <laughs> I can come to you later. <laughs> well,
4: I'll tell you what, though. Um, I, uh, I was talking to somebody this week about this and who he might pick if he were to choose a a black female vice president and that person said somebody who it was like hands down absolutely that would be somebody who would be a great VP pick for him and that is Susan Rice so and her name had not come up before in many of the conversations um you know, she of course she was in uh, President Obama's administration, and uh, very smart, talented, informational, whatever. She was doing an interview, and I don't remember where the interview was. I didn't see it, um, but she was doing an interview, and the person asked her if. Biden approached her as a vice presidential candidate. Would she accept that? Uh, accepted and She said, "Absolutely, she would." So I know Jerome mentioned um, Stacey uh, Adams. As uh, 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 forgive me, right now, uh, but he, he jo- Yeah, the,
1: George, the Georgia, the uh, Georgia, Georgia mayor.
4: Right. Um, uh He mentioned her. And uh, he's got plenty, a plethora of people to pick from, but if you want to connect it, I also agree with Jerome with regards to that that particular program. I don't listen to the mm-hmm. Breakfast Club. You know, if I do,
1: it every once in a while because they have a guest on that I'm interested in. I do not. Oh, you're going over,
4: Kathleen. You're going over,
1: Kathleen. Uh-huh. I got to stop you, Kathleen. You are going over 90 uh-huh. seconds. Uh-huh. Oh, I love uh-huh. you, but I got to stop uh-huh. you. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Uh-huh. All right. Let me go to Johnny D. Johnny D, 90 seconds on the clock. After what happened last week, does this guy have to pick a black black woman to be his VP. His V P running mate, what say you?
2: Well I'll tell you what, I'm gonna be brief so Dr. Williams can finish up if she chooses to do so if that's allowed, Jay. I I say this here. I say that he's already committed himself to a female. Does do they have to be African American? I say no, but I also say this right here: you got a lot of Bible, African American, Caucasian females out there who can do the job. I still say my choice is Susan Rice, so I yield to Dr. Rice. I mean, to to, to Dr. Williams.
1: Hey, Dr. Williams, you have a, you have a whole minute. Go ahead, Kathleen. This guy is so nice. <laughs> Take his time.
4: <laughs> Thank you. God bless you, Johnny Lee. So blessed, absolutely himself to picking a female and a woman and I do believe that uh that it's important to have a woman in that office a woman in the office in his administration but for Joe Biden I believe that Joe Biden needs to surround himself with uh some of the best African American minds. Available to him And I will volunteer him Myself Johnny D <laughs> Jerome Mr. Elliot And J Ryle To be part of that <laughs> yes, that's
7: right. I'm going to give you An extra R. 15 seconds okay,
1: Keep thanks. going girl Keep going You got an extra 15 <laughs> seconds Keep going I love it It's all yours you Got an extra 15 <laughs> seconds <laughs> Kathleen oh, They're no, all no, yours
4: Because you need Some people who are Grounded In fact And to Humble you because that didn't happen while you were working with Mr. With President Obama, obviously So we will volunteer I'm
1: volunteering all of us
4: To work with you to help. Thank you, you Kathleen
1: Okay, I gave you that's for 30 seconds for I gave you, you two minutes Because you said so, so many wonderful things about us thinking. All right, hey, hey, Jerome, listen, man On you, brother 90 seconds What do you think? Does he have to after what
3: happened this past week? You know, I, I actually look at this a little bit different where I actually believe help. it helps for him to get somebody black. So people think of, like, accidents and, and um, when people miss both as, a, as mistakes. I actually think that this mm. is a good thing that people are having this oh, conversation wow. because it will push him to get somebody black. If he was on the fence and thought he needed to pick Amy Obershaw or, uh, or Elizabeth Warren, it got him off the fence. Yep. Because people get comfortable, you know. Again, even though he was making a joke, it wasn't very funny, and uh, I'm not upset about it because, you know, again, I've done enough campaigns where I can see people. um, I can see it in them when they get too comfortable, and he just got comfortable. And that's the one thing that white Mm. folks always have to remember is that they need good counsel. Right? There's at no point do you get a pass for actually thinking that you know black people. And so that always worries me so i think that in this case this is good for joe biden that that happened. i don't know about the people arguing and the people who are offended and all that other nonsense i don't know about that all i know is that this is good for joe biden and it's going to lead him to push towards having a uh, um a black um vice president and that's good so because you know everybody wow. knows um who's listening to the show um who i think is going to be anyway so it's
1: going to be my pick, so make it happen. All right. Well, look at that. Right on 90 seconds. Look at this guy. good, He's good. All right, Mr. Elias, man, you get the last one, brother. Do you think after what happened last week, Joe Biden has to pick an African-American woman to be his running mate?
6: Uh, wow, this is a difficult one for me, Jay, because I, I, I think he should. Honestly, I really think he should. But will he? Uh, I don't know. You know, there are plenty of viable uh, African American female candidates, like Stacey Abrams, Keisha Lance Bottom, you know, and to me, Susan Rice. I think Susan Rice will be a viable candidate. But will he take them? Mm. Depends on, I guess, what his campaign tells him. And will he survive that without putting an African American female in there?
0: With the job that
6: this clown is doing, will he lose black votes? I doubt it very seriously because. <laughs> People are really just tired of Trump, man. I've I've had enough. I know I have.
1: Wow, okay, that's this week's edition of Informative and Celeste I mean, no, what am not talking about this is, uh, After the break, uh, Mr. Elias, you left 30 seconds on the clock So I'm going to say this real quick I think that he needs to pick one Val Demings is a person that I saw that during the impeachment hearing She was very stern with her questions And, and so there are a lot of good ones out there And you're starting to hear her name more So, okay, that's, that's it for this week's edition of Informa Damn, why do I keep going to Informa That's it for this week's edition of After the Break Where we asked our uh, panelists' <laughs> questions, and they give us their answers. All right, it's time for Chatterbox. Ooh, a lot of comments in here. We've got to make it quick, though, because we've got to get into Jerome's uh, set. All right, Mr. LF man, what do we have? Do you have anything from the chat room, man, you want to read or no?
6: Like I, like I told you before, you no. Know.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I have a lot. No, okay, no. here we go. Let me try to get them all in here because people are commenting. All right. Pastor Stephen F. Jones, Richmond, Texas. Peace and blessings, family. Jay, you said something that really resonated with me. People who didn't vote for him has died due to his incompetence. I will continue to pray for this man because he is still our president. His decisions impacts us all. Mr. LES, thanks for sharing the information about the beautiful song you played during the break. All right. Uh Cheryl, Las Vegas. Uh the country has to reopen. We can't stay shut down forever. The sad reality is that coronavirus is here to stay, and we're going to have to adjust to this new reality. Well, that's true, Cheryl. Uh April Summer. I love that name. Uh Atlanta, Georgia. People, people, people. Don't do this. This is this is summing up to be twenty sixteen all over again. The man apologized. Let's move on. Okay, April Jacob from Chicago. Jay. You sound like a hater, brother. Let's be happy that the brother has made it, and we should celebrate his success. I'm assuming you're talking about Charlemagne the God. Jacob, I am not being a hater. He is a clown. He used to sell drugs. Now, all of a sudden, he's the voice for us. Get out of here with this, Jacob. Go somewhere else. Kevin, Minnesota. dim uh, Dems making excuses for their boy. Man, go to hell. All right, Jamal from uh, Brooklyn. Uh, give him a pass. Are y'all serious? Okay, he so says, give him a pass. Are y'all serious? Sometimes we, as African Americans, hurt ourselves. Like Jerome always says, Democrats find always finds a way find a way to self-destruct from within. Quoting the great Jerome. And speaking of the great Jerome, y'all know what time it is. You know what I love? Here it is. Uh, four.
0: Three, two, five. The first Giant. lady dazzles on election night in a. Tell me what do you want me to do. Allegiance
4: to the flag of the United America.
1: States of America. All right, you know what time it is? It is time for our only need to know basis with our main man
3: Jerome. Man, what do you have for us this morning, my friend? All right, you know it's been an unprecedented heat wave that hit the Arctic this week. It had temperatures of 86 degrees um, and they're saying it's due to climate change and high pressure. So, um, the event is caused by, you know, this strong high pressure system that's moving in from Siberia and they said it's intensified by climate change. So, we are going to have some um, summer problems and summer storms, apparently, because of this high heat wave. And also, you know, there's they're saying that we're expecting to have a polar a pole shift as well. In another story, you know, scientists has made a shocking discovery that the Earth's magnetic field is weakening. So the magnetic magnetic field, if you don't know, is uh, vital to life on the planet. It shields us from cosmic radiation and charged particles emitted from the sun. So researchers are speculating that the weakening of um, is a signal of the Earth. Um heading towards pole reversal that's when the North Pole and the South Pole switched places and the last time that occurred was seven hundred and eighty thousand years ago So sorry to start to show off Jerome how
6: how Jerome how dare you say there's going to be a, there, there's, uh, there's <laughs> climate change climate, uh, yeah how dare you that's that's all made up by China remember <laughs> uh,
3: you know what I Uh-oh. forgot about that so when So when um, um, the history is written with Trump, I'm sure he'll be, just like in the pandemic, I'm sure he'll be proven wrong like he always is. Oh, it's going to be 15 people and we're going to be good.
5: All right. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: yeah, the coronavirus is still spreading uncontrollably in 24 states and the death toll will triple in two months to 288,000. That's according to a model from Imperial College in London. The study published Thursday, which has not been peer-reviewed, uses um, mobile data um, and case information to estimate the reproduction rate of the virus in each U.S. state. So, they're tracking how people are moving around based upon some of their um, mobility, mobile data that they're having. So, they're estimating about 288,000. That's another study. Wow. Now, covering your mouth and nose can curb the spread of that virus, up to 75% according to one study. And another study that um, was released saying having a face mask curbs it at about 90% from spread. So, again, for all you people who are running out without a mask, um, either cover your mouth or put a mask on. It is saving lives, unlike that other hmm. nut. All right, wow. Now, wow. now the website 23andMe.com, you know, that DNA testing ancestry, sister site kind of thing. They're asking yeah. hospitals to help it recruit the sickest coronavirus patients for a DNA study to determine why some are at greater risk of the disease than others. So 23andMe uh, expanded its genetic sequencing study by offering free test kits for up to 10,000 non-customers, which are Um, Severe coronavirus, (laughs) but it needs help from hospitals to refer them. I know I've said this, and I'll say it again, do not do DNA testing. I know at the beginning of the show, and I sat and listened patiently, as other folks on the show said, it's crazy for people not to want to take a a vaccine. But just remember, the flu vaccine is about 15% um, successful. So when you take a vaccine, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get something. I just want to put that out there for a record. We have to worry about this government and all of these studies that's telling us that we're injecting stuff in our body, and I can see why people would be squirmish about vaccines. So I am not the one to criticize you to not take a vaccine. If we knew what kind of treatments were available, work on that. Vaccines should not be our number one priority. It should be a cure or treatment to work on that. So two executives uh, from the drug firm um, Modera quietly sold $30 million of stock when they unveiled a mm-hmm. coronavirus vaccine. And the value rose. Yep. Now, that is mm-hmm. before the price went down again. <laughs> so this guy, their this year skyrocketed after it released the promise. Promising results from vaccine trial on Monday, and then those executives sold and made uh, a couple million dollars um, off of that trade. That's insider trading, by the way. If you don't know what that is,
6: it is, sure is.
3: Yep. Now the anti-malaria drug taken by dotard is not; it does not affect Corona 19 treatment. It's not an effective treatment and raises the risk of death, according to uh, a major study that was revealed today. In a massive blow to the hope of finding a cure and to stop the disease in its tracks, scientists found that um, hydrochloroquine hydrochlor- um, offered absolutely no benefit. Now research of nearly 100,000 Corona-19 patients published in the pre- prestigious journal The Lancet um, has Cast further doubt over the drug's um, uh, effectiveness and efficiency, as well as uncovering that it had no benefit to corona patients. The results showed that it raised the risk of death death up to 45%. The more people died on that than not taking it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a nice little, little study. You should have did that before you had a press conference, right? Right. All right. Now, California doctors say that they have seen a year's worth of suicides in the last month because of the impact of the lockdown having um, mental health um, on mental health. So trauma doctors and nurses um, in California, or is that John Merrill Medical Center? I was going to skip that part. They, in California, they're saying um, they've seen a, a year's worth of suicide attempts in a matter of weeks due to the coronavirus um, implication. Now, Damn. wow Yeah. Now, Russian ventilators are to blame for hospital fires that killed six in Russia Now, those same ventilators were sent to New York and New Jersey without FDA vetting And so they sent these um, 45 Aventa M ventilators to the U.S. at the height of the pandemic And um, they relaxed the FDA rules And they're saying that that same model is being in- investigated in Russia because they catch on fire so mm. why are we sending Russia yeah. ventilators and they're sending us ventilators? Why is that?
5: Mm.
3: Right. Wow. Trump's sending those guys mm. ventilators, which means we're going to send you ones that work and they're going to send us the ones that don't. Yeah. we we'll put that out there. Sounds like Yeah. Now, Netflix will automatically cancel your subscription if you haven't logged into your account in over a year and um, don't respond to their communications. They said it's in an effort to help users who, have become, who haven't been using the service and to save their hard-earned cash. Netflix is working to eliminate unused accounts from their database. Now, I don't believe this story, but I believe it's a good <laughs> press release. Because <laughs> who says...
6: Really, because ain't nobody going to lose money.
3: <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> you know. like, if Blockbuster was still open, they'd still be taking money out of all of our accounts. <laughs>
5: like, really? I don't care if you're going to or
3: not. <laughs> they going to keep your money. The FDA uh, approved new women's birth control gel, which is 96% um, effective in trials, and it's the first wholly non hormonal contraceptive option in nearly 30 years. So it's called um, uh, Felix, I think is what it's called. It's a non hormonal gel contraceptive, um, and they're saying that it works if you um, use it. Up to an hour before your. This is a this is a PG show, so we ain't gonna go to that story anymore. All right. So <laughs> rain <laughs> doesn't clear pollen from the air, according to uh, a new study. They're saying um, pollen and it, it can actually aggravate hay fever. You know, caused by you know grains. Of uh, Smaller pieces of pollen To float in the air for up to 11 hours So researchers from the University of Iowa Measured pollen levels in an environment Before and after rainfall to get results They found that pollen hung in the air For 2.5 to 11 hours After rainstorms Now I have to tell you wow. My allergies are worse after it rains For I used to always kind of think Why is that But allergies
5: hmm.
3: Rain does not help um, particles in the air You would think they would but it doesn't. Yeah. Now, now, now the can. Remember that movie, The Cannonball Run, for us who was old enough to remember that there was only three stations. <laughs> cannon, yeah. Cannonball. <laughs> Cannonball Run it um, had a, a record. That record was broken seven times over the last five weeks. Now, if you don't know what that is, that's an illegal race where people. Go from New York to Los Angeles. So, with the empty streets during the coronavirus, um, somebody ran that race and they've been beating the record under 26 hours. So, the team that won was not named. Mm. They completed the 2,800 mile cross country journey in less than 26 hours that beat last month's record of 26 hours and 38 minutes.
5: Mm. But
3: why, why do they get that published and it's illegal to do? I don't really understand that. but I don't know. I don't know. They, they had pictures and everything. They had the, the clock from when they started to when they finished.
6: Well, <sighs>
1: wow. This
3: country is, uh, they, they pick and choose. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is crazy. So, All right, you know, we have
1: time for one more story, Jerome, if you don't mind, sir.
3: Okay, well, since it's one more, um, I'll, I'll do this one. Now, according to a report from a friend, um, their neighbor's brother's girlfriend, sister's boyfriend, who heard from this girl who knows this guy, who saw this study from a group that tracked data uh, with the Institute of Leading Researchers from various supporting foundations. They said that Trump is the leading cause of death death in the United States. So everybody have a good week. <laughs> wow.
1: i tell you yeah. what, uh, yeah. I don't know if we needed a study that's for that, but uh, wow, that's good <laughs> stuff, man. I mean, wow, that's well, it's not hey, good at the news, but I'm just hearing. Pointing out with... Yeah, how it was a a, a report. It It was a study. Incompetent this guy is. This unbelievable, man. Mm -hmm. There we go. Mm -hmm. Crazy. All right, time for our final thoughts. What a show! Time for our final thoughts. And uh, Kathleen, you're up first. Final thoughts. Oh my goodness.
4: Um, I wanted to just share. Oh man. I wanted to share a scripture with you um, from the book of Proverbs as, the, as my final thought. Because I think that it's critical in light of what we've been talking about all day today, um, all week, last week and everything. And basically it's Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing; Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. I offer you that. I wish everyone a blessed week, a happy Memorial Day. Johnny B., my condolences and prayers are with you and your family. Uh, May your father rest in eternal and divine peace.
8: Bye-bye, everybody.
1: Thank you so much, Kathleen. What a wonderful way. And maybe you should, and please, send us off every Sunday that way. I think we need prayer. Wow. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Johnny D, man, final thoughts.
2: Uh, I tell you what, uh, that, that, that touched me, uh, not only the scripture reading and then followed up by Dr. Williams, uh, again, acknowledging my, my father and I'm, I'm at a loss of words, but I will receive that, and I thank you all for for your prayers. And uh, like I say, I, I know that he made it over, and that brings me great comfort. I look forward to coming into the homes of the listeners each week and be a part of this broadcast here. It is about being responsible in, in what we say and how we say it. And, again, Jay, I just love you to, to no end, and God bless everyone. Thank you so much, man. The thoughts
1: are mutual. All I can say to that, Johnny D, is ditto. Thank you so much, sir. Jerome, Mr. Jerome free man, final thoughts.
3: You know that the card game Solitaire on Microsoft's computer has turned 30 years old this week. And so Microsoft asked, you know, that I guess 35 million players helped set a world's records for a game in a single day. But it was first introduced on May 22nd, 1990, on Windows 3.0 is when it was on there. But Microsoft uh, Word and Minesweeper was put on computers to help you learn how to use the mouse. And playing games actually helped you with your your, your computer literacy. So that's why those games were put on there. But anyway, it turned 30 years old, and um, I can't say that I remember when it came on there. Just joking. Everybody have a good week. Peace out. <laughs> Thank you, sir.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. the I minute mean, gets the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only, Mr. L to the E to the S man, final thoughts
6: Well, oh, Johnny D, man, you, you have my my deepest sympathy and my condolences, my brother. And I know that you are loved on this show. Your family, and you should ever need anything, as I said before, reach out, my brother, because these are going to be tough times. People going to tell you all he's in a better place, but still don't stop you from missing him. And it does not stop the fact that you're going to want to talk to him. So, my brother, if you ever find a need to just want to talk, just reach out. Thank you, brother.
2: Thank you.
1: Final thoughts I uh, echo what Mr. Elias says I mean losing a parent Is not something easy But I think what it also does Is illustrates That life goes on I mean you know The bottom line is I remember when I was 19 And when my pops Used to do all the things he Used to do for me And now you know As we get older It's like Mufasa said The great circle of life There are times Where they take care of us But now it's time For us to take care of them And I commend you sir For being there For your father And uh, I know he was A great man And I know you're Going to miss him But like you said and what gives you solace is that you know he made it over And that's the most important thing That uh, there's life everlasting Eternal life is more important than the time we spend here on earth So God bless you And uh, I love you And uh, you know and you know that And there's nothing you can do about it And on that note, Mr. LES If it's Sunday We're talking serious stuff Time isn't my friend
6: it's time for the serious side of the Jay. Wow. Show.
1: Our heart goes out to all those who have lost people due to corona, to just death and just, you know, just natural stuff. So we pray and think about you all the time. So for Mr. Elias, for Vanessa, for Kathleen, for Johnny, for Jerome, I'm Jay. Have a wonderful work we can remember for Sunday. We're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Be safe.
0: You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.